This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of FSN. That is Future Stars Now. My name is Mike Freeland, soon to be joined by my broadcast partner. He is The Rit. We hope everyone is having a good Thursday, and we do appreciate you tuning in, uh, whether that be on Twitter or Twitch or however many other locations we are streaming on. That I'm not 100% sure of. We're glad that you're here. Uh, good, good show we have for you tonight. Uh, great wrestling star that we are going to be spotlighting tonight from the Chicago area, one of my favorite places. Actually, uh, my wife's family is from that area, so I know it very, very well. And very excited to go ahead and talk to this young lady and find out everything that is about her wrestling career. But before we go any further, I need to bring in my follically challenged friend. He is the Rit. What's going on, buddy? going on freeland nice nice two days break from me and here we are again i know i know my wife is on vacation uh visiting her grandmother so i am flying solo here in the house so she did say one very important thing that you are not allowed to corrupt me you are not allowed to get me into trouble into doing anything i shouldn't be doing so so you think no, you can... uh, no garlic powder challenge? no garlic powder no none of that new no, no cinnamon challenges none of that we all know that didn't go very well. But you're doing well, my friend? Uh, well, besides the, the laptop not turning on, on the iPad. It looks well, good. No, it, it's best I could be, man. Best I could be. Well, I tell you what, that's all that can be asked for. So, would you like to tell everybody who is on the program tonight? Well, this here is one of Indie Star's top rising ladies yes i would concur chicago she is an amazing athlete she is are you ready freeland yeah i'm ready let's do this misa kate oh here she is misa kate how are you what an intro thank you i appreciate that Hey, we love talking to professional wrestlers, and you know what? We are glad that you were able to carve out some time for us, so thank you very much. Of course, anytime. Thanks for having me. And I want to first apologize. I told uh, Mr. Freeland, I'm like, I wonder if I told her Eastern or Central, because I was like, is Chicago and Central? And he's like, yeah, they're an hour behind. I'm like, well, it looks like we're going to be doing the show at nine then. Yeah, we. No, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna ask. I need to get better at asking too because it's happened to me in the past where like I like haven't asked or anything. Um, sorry, my roommate. (laughs) You're fine. Um. Hey, hey, they want to be on. Come on, on. Nah, she she's good. She's good. (laughs) Um. No, so pretty much. Yeah, I'm not good at asking that either and then i always end up screwing myself over so because of that 
It, it, you know what? The one thing I started to do when it came to like booking guests and whatnot, and I even send this in my my text messages to people. Like, say there's a family barbecue going on, I'll I'll text them back. I'll be like, so that's three o'clock p.m. EST, and they're all like, what? What? And I'm like, hey, yeah. just respond. So yeah. no, I I get it. It's it's crazy because when you're in different time zones, sometimes you don't even think about it. Yeah, no, you definitely don't. Like, I remember when I went to Florida, um, I didn't realize it was an hour ahead. Or, like, I didn't realize the time. Oh, no, no, it wasn't Florida. I'm sorry, Indiana. Like, I was at some port, part of Indiana that was an hour ahead for some reason. I'm like, I'm, dude, I'm one state over. <laughs> I know. It changes like that. Yeah. But, yeah. One of those things. But it, it's so exciting because I was reading an article that was written by you, and – it was – I'm trying to see who the journalist was here, but it was by uh, Wrestling Plug Inc., and it was a few months ago. But it was so good because I got to know so much about you, I feel like, in such a quick snippet here. So you're in the Chicagoland area. Um, I guess my first question, are you a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan? Cubs. Forget about the White Cubs. Sox. Cubs. Whoa. There's always a fist fight at a White, a White Sox game for no reason. I'm like, you guys are on the same team. <laughs> wow. The other thing I want to ask well, you is, team, but have you ever been to the Chris Kindle Mart by any chance? The what? The Chris the, Kindle Bar? It's the Chris Kindle Mart. It's the, uh, it's the big, um, it's like the big uh, German like Christmas festival that they have in Chicago. No, I have not. Okay. Yeah, I go up there with my family, so I'm uh I'm a, I'm not really a Chicagoan, but I am I think I feel like I visit enough to kind of call myself a pseudo relative of the Chicago area. So, but that's a great city. Hmm. Oh yeah, I love Chicago. It's like the best city ever. So, when it came to wrestling, um I was reading this and I hear that you're a big fan of Lita. Yeah. I well, find it it awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So how Go did ahead. that all, how did that all begin? And what was it about Lita that I, that would really kind of got you propelled into, wow, watching this individual really makes me want to do what she does. What was it about Lita? So pretty much the reason that Lita, um, like she took to me or I took to her so well is because she was different. She wasn't, your typical typical blonde bombshell that had like no I mean yeah she had her boobs out obviously but like <laughs> but she wasn't like the typical like blonde bombshell like ditzy like yeah like no she was getting in there with the guys like she was doing flips she was doing stuff that she had no fear right and I was like cool I was like it reminded me of me hanging out with my guy friends because I would go and wrestle with them like in the snow and stuff and then um yeah, I mean, like, I'd be the only girl wrestling with them or, like, say, we would play softball. And, you know, there's always, like, that cage above, like, or baseball, whatever you want to call it. You know, there's, like, always that cage over it. Right. Yeah. So, like, everyone would always pop up balls and they get stuck in the cage. And I'd be the person to go up in the cage and then pop it back out. Wow. Yeah. So, I was, like, never really scared or anything. Well, I mean, it's it's perfect for a career in pro wrestling to, to have that no fear and you're willing to kind of get in there and mix it up, especially with the guys. So 
what was that like when you first kind of let your family know that, because we've, we've talked to a lot of wrestlers and they, it, the conversation of telling their family that this is what you're going to do, or this is what you want to do was kind of like, you know, you got to dip a toe in the water first. You got to kind of get them ready for it. How was that kind of a conversation? So it wasn't, um, technically they didn't, hold on a second. I don't think she knows I'm doing this. Give me one second. <laughs> It's, it's just, to me, Rit, I feel like that question is something that I feel like either some families are super, super supportive, and then some people are very, very nervous about it. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah, my family didn't know. Um, for the first six months of me training, five to six months of me training, um, she, well, my, so I, my mom and my stepdad, um, neither of them knew. Because my whole thing is, so I got, unfortunately, I got injured in high school. I had to have two major surgeries on my knees. So ever since then, like, my mom's always been like, be careful, like, you know, super, super careful, all that stuff. Um, so because of that, I was like, oh, she's definitely not going to take this wrestling thing off. Uh, <laughs> so pretty much what I did is I went, uh, the high school that I went to, they, would always have like an independent uh, wrestling company that came there in the gymnasium and whatnot. And then I know that they offered free training or not free, not free training. Holy crap. I wish free training. Uh, they offered <laughs> training, wrestling training. Um, and I was just like, Oh my God, I, get, I, I could do it because obviously I didn't know anything about the independent scene. I didn't know anything about the Indies. I was just like, it's either WWE impact or like whatever else was at the current time or TNA. It was, it wasn't even impact at the time. I think um so because of that I didn't I thought that was the only way there so I was just like I'm just gonna play a lot of sports and then I'll just do a tryout or something and then maybe something will happen um but yeah so uh CSW is where I originally changed Chicago style wrestling and for like the first five six months I was trained you know hitting the ropes taking bumps all that stuff I'm getting all these bruises and everything on me right now I gotta hide this from my parents <laughs> Cause they don't know that I'm training. Um, so that was not fun. I remember getting used to like, cause you know, you're training your body to do, to go against all of its instincts. Right. Um, and because of that, you're doing new things with your body and your body gets stiff really quick. So I remember specifically one day that I came out of my bedroom and my mom was going to talk to me or whatever. And I remember like my neck was like super stiff like that. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, well, I can't just turn to her like this. She's going to be like, what's wrong with your neck? So like, I was like, <laughs> in so much pain. I was like, <laughs> like whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I sucked it up so bad. And then I like just turned my head and I was just like in my head. I was like, oh, that hurts so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah. But eventually, um, a couple months later, I found out I was going to make a, my debut match, maybe even a month later. And I was like, well, I got to tell him now. So I wrote my mom like a letter because I was scared to tell her basically. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, I want to be a pro wrestler. Um, I'm going to do training. Like she always knew I was a fan growing up. I was obsessed with John Cena um, and Lita, obviously, but mainly John Cena because I'm a girl. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm the biggest crush on um, like everybody else. But um, yeah, so when I told her, she was just, she wasn't happy, but she was just kind of like, whatever sort of thing. Um, but another reason too, I didn't want them to know was not even so much. I like, yeah, it was going to be like a headache 
dealing with it, but I also wanted to do it myself first. Yep. And like, okay, is this actually what I want to do? Because how right. many times do you hear people say like, oh, I wanted to be a wrestler and I tried it and I found out it wasn't for me. Like in my head, I always knew I was like, no matter what I'm doing this, but it was just like, I just had to get over that like thought thinking maybe like any kind of doubt that I had. And that was my only doubt is that that was a possibility. So got through that. Yaddy, yaddy, yaddy years later. Um, luckily my mom is like supportive and my step, my stepdad's into it. Cause he's, he was a jock growing up. So like, we'll joke around and he'll just like grab me and like, he'll be like shooter and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'd like go into like a chaining like match or something like that. So um, my grandma's even been to one of my matches and I remember looking at her in the match and she, no matter what sport I've ever played, she always like holds her breath when she gets nervous. So like, I know there's certain things that I would do and I'd look over and she's just like, her eyes are open. I could tell she's holding her breath. <laughs> and then after like every match, my mom's pretty much like, nice. Uh, so you done yet? Uh, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm barely getting started. Wow. Yeah. So at what, what point did they find out or maybe you didn't say anything? Hey, I've already been doing this for a while. Did they ever ask the question like, wait a minute, um, you seem to be further along than just starting. Yeah, so when I told them, so pretty much I started to them, um, and then a month, month and a half later, I had a debut match, and they were like, are you sure that's a long enough time and all that stuff? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, that's plenty of time, what do you mean? He wouldn't say to do it if, uh, you know, I wouldn't be getting a debut match if I wasn't ready, it's my trainer, you know, yada, 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 all that fun stuff. Um, I don't even know if they know to this day that I trained without them knowing. Well, but, they yeah. might so, know. Like, yeah, well, now they do, right? <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's on the internet already, too, so it's like, yeah. Yeah, she, well, my mom hasn't questioned me about it yet. So, when she finds out my mom's someone that's very much like, like, she would text me or something and be like, so, when were you going to tell me about this? <laughs> well, maybe she doesn't know yet, hopefully. Um, well, I mean, I don't care. It's been like four years now. I mean, you're a veteran <laughs> at this point. I mean, come on, mom, cut me some slack here, you know? I mean, yeah, technically, if you look at all the girls on the indies right now, there's not a lot of them that are past six years. Wow. It's crazy. Very few. A lot, all the ones that are like past six years pretty much are all signed. Well, let me ask you this question. So you, you get done with your training. Did you feel by the time training was over, like, yes, without a shadow of a doubt, I'm ready to go? Or was there still, to some degree, a little bit of butterflies like, oh, this is everything. Now I have to, you know, the, the training wheels are off. Was there kind of a oh shit moment, if you will? Um, During training? Well, yeah. no, after it was, after it was over, like. In like when I started wrestling, you mean? Yeah. After training was over, you had graduated and then all of a sudden you're ready to start taking bookings. Is there a little bit of apprehensiveness? Like, okay, now I, I got to go out there and I got to do this now. Oh. I technically hit from my first match, <laughs> meaning like I was supposed to have a debut, debut match sooner than I did. And I was like, I was too nervous. I was like, I was didn't feel like I was ready or anything like that. And like my trainer was like, oh, are you available this date? Um, this is probably the day that we're going to have you debut. And I was like, I'm on vacation that day. Sorry, you can't do it. And then I texted my boyfriend at the time. I was like, because we were trying to figure out a weekend to do a vacation. Right. And I was like, this is the weekend that we're booking it. Do it now. Do it now. <laughs> so 
yeah, I was just so nervous because I was just like, I'm, I'm a perfectionist and I'm like, I'm a planner. So like when stuff's in wrestling is everyone knows there's no planning in wrestling. No. So I'm a little baddie sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it was just like, it just like shocked me because I remember when he told me, I think it was like two weeks to the date that he told me. I was just like, because one of the girls had to drop out. So, um, yeah, it was, um, so that was like an oh shit moment. Like, oh, I'm actually about to have a match in front of people. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, I've never really, like when it came to training, my oh shit moment was the first bump that I ever took. I was like, oh shit, this hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean other than that i mean i'm i don't know there's a lot of it's wrestling there's a lot of oh shit moments <laughs> well you said you're a big planner so do you yeah. like to plan out your match matches like you know macho man randy savage like you're gonna go here 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 or do you plan some points and let the crowd you know uh reaction get to you or, or how do you like to do that so it depends on who I'm having a match with. Um, because again, how I, how I was saying like the experience level in the Indies is like very, it like varies right now. Um, somebody that's been doing it longer, I could have more free will with. Um, even people like Macho Man, I know he like jotted down. I heard the whole story about him and uh, Ricky Steamboat. And I was like, oh, can you imagine that? Like Macho Man no. being like, Number 87. What is it? Yeah. I was like, what? I was like, it's insane. I'm not that drastic, but I can promise you there's a million and one notes in my phone. So uh, I was going to be fun of for that, Um, which I need to start writing down because I don't trust technology because I'm not good at technology. So this could all go away really quick and I'd be screwed. (laughs) You're you're perfect because we're terrible at technology as well. There we go. Perfect. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty anal about being very like plannish, but I do like I I'm it's weird. All my life, like going back to like when I was like grammar school and stuff, all my teachers and stuff, they're always like, stop planning. Like you're always better. Like when I was giving speeches or stuff like that, like I would have note cards. They're like, no, forget about the note cards. You're like way better just on the fly. And I was like, but I'm scatterbrained. What do you mean? I was like, I need like direction. <laughs> So, but yeah, I don't know. It depends, I guess. For everybody joining us, for everybody joining us right now, we are live with Misa Kate. Um, So excited to have you on here because it's interesting to be able to pick the brain of the next generation of wrestlers coming through. Things that inspired people to get into wrestling. What was their motive to get into wrestling as well? Um, Knowing people's past track record as far as athletics and whatnot so you talked about you played sports as well and you had some injuries what kind of sports did you end up playing when you were before you entered the ring a lot of stuff so like i was saying like i didn't know how to get to wb other than like a wb tryout and going straight there so i was like well when that day comes i'm gonna be like super prepared hopefully so my goal was i'm gonna learn like a little bit of everything that i could um i mean once I was like a wrestling fan, but ever since I was a kid, like my mom was like, the second I started walking, she's like, I needed to get you into sports. Cause you like, don't stop moving. <laughs> um, 
So pretty much like I started off with like T-ball for a couple of years. I was just like, eh, I'm over it. She threw me in uh, soccer. Soccer I ended up playing for 17 years in high school. I was a starter on varsity all four years. Um, and what else did I do? I did basketball, figure skating, hip hop. Uh, I did like 16 inch softball. Uh, I said I did gymnastics when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did say that. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I always, like, I always forget stuff. Like, I always forget stuff. But, yeah, like, I've always been pretty well-rounded. I would have played, like, other sports, like volleyball and stuff, but they um, always would collide with soccer. Right. So it would suck. So, yeah, otherwise I'd be playing a lot more stuff. But And then I wasn't allowed to join football, my mom said. So. <laughs> Was that something you would have considered? Oh yeah. No, I wanted to be um wide receiver. Wow. Or kicker. Yeah. Wow. And then my stepdad's like, they're going to murder you. I'm like, let them try. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's incredible. Um, so I guess this kind of takes us into the next direction. So once you did decide, okay, I'm ready to have that first match. Um, I'm sure the butterflies were still there very much so. But you, you you took the booking. You said, you know what? Can't I can't delay this anymore? Let's do it. Walk us through the very first match from when you're behind the curtain to when you come out. What is going through your mind? Um, everything and nothing <laughs> at the same time. It's a very interesting feeling. I always say right before the curtain, it's like you could feel like just that spot is just like an anxious spot. The second you walk through the curtain, it's almost like, I know it's like a weird comparison, but like, you know, when you go through a car wash and there's those things that like just wipe away. Yeah. That's yep. what it feels like. All that anxiety kind of goes away when you go through the curtain, at least for me. And then I get in the ring and the bell rings. And then, uh, I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, for my debut match, uh, I had a match against Shotzi Blackheart. Um, Holy very, crap. Very, yeah wow very very fortunate um she was nice enough to that same morning come in and train with me a little bit before our match just so like because she uh, my trainer's like yeah it's her first match like she's really nervous and excited and all this stuff and then you know i knew like Shotzi, like i was just learning the indies and i knew that she was like a bigger name so i was just like oh god i was like please don't make yourself look stupid uh (laughs) so yeah, I was like nervous and stuff, but she was like, she, she, I've heard a lot of horror stories of debut, debut matches, and she made sure that that didn't happen. Let me put it that way. From wow. the second we went out there to the second we came back, and she had another show to go to, she was like, Are you good? Like, is everything okay? Like, you know, she was like worried about me, and I was just like, Oh, you're so sweet. Like, just coming back, I don't know. Like I wasn't upset or anything. It was just kind of like, I went out there, I did it. I came back and I was like, wow, that's what it feels like to be out there. Like it was a really good, exciting feeling. Um, it's really hard to make me cry. I didn't cry, but I was close. So uh, yeah, it was just, it was, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I, I, I was telling her too, like, again, I'm weird when it comes to like metaphors and like connections and like universe stuff. But, like, my favorite color is neon green, clearly. I mean, I'm wearing a Zello shirt, too. 
So I'm, I'm OCD here too, planner. Uh, <laughs> everything has to be done. Um, but no, I told her, I was like, it's so funny. I'm like, she has this like bright green hair. I'm like, it's my favorite color. Um, even before I started uh, training or started wrestling or anything, I came up with a character named Miss Green. And that was kind of, uh, it was when I found Mischief. Um, I bounced it off of her. And that's kind of what Shotzi is in a sense, I feel like, is a play off of Mischief, but she's still her own person. Sure. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I wanted to dye my hair green. I was going to be rock and roll and all this stuff, all wild, how like Shotzi is. And I was like, oh, this is like crazy that I made this character not knowing who the hell you were. And now you're my debut match. So I was like, maybe I'm like psychic a little bit or something. Uh, but um, no, yeah, I was very, very, I can't say enough nice things about her. I'm so, so lucky. So lucky. It's interesting because, you know, I'm also a big believer and everything happens for a reason. I mean, not to get, you know, cliche or anything like that but when you look at certain things that happen in your life and the way they happen and the timings they happen you almost have to say to yourself wait a minute is this really you know what i mean is this really happening and it's uh i often use the phrase the six degrees of kevin bacon which uh it's just like Everyone somehow is connected to somebody else who's connected to somebody. I mean, it's whether you go on vacation or whether you go into a restaurant or whether you are Christmas shopping or I, it doesn't matter what the hell you're doing. Somebody, there's a connection somewhere to somebody else. And I think you were there for a reason. And that's exciting. What, just to ask you this, the match that you decided I'm on vacation, do you know who you would have been wrestling against at that time or had it not gotten that far? I don't remember. Um, I knew it was supposed to be the reason why they were going to have me in that match was with one of the girls had to drop out. Right. And it was kind of like a last minute thing. Um, and they were going to throw me in there. I don't remember who it was supposed to be, but I didn't care. I was just like, I'm scared. I'm not doing this yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I wish I could remember. Yeah, because it was, like, no offense to anybody who it was. Like, it was nothing personal or anything like that. I don't know if you – I don't know. It, it had to be – it was, like, there's like, two shows in between. My debut match and that match, I believe. So. Well, either way, you again had a banger of a match with Shotzi Blackheart to start off your career. I mean, that that in itself – has to feel great for many reasons because you were in there with somebody you not only got to learn a ton from, um, but you learned how a veteran takes care of someone as well. Now, you being a veteran, you probably understand what that Misa back then was going through. Does that make sense? You're able to kind of look back and go, I get what Shotzi was doing. Oh, yeah. Even I'll go back uh... – Every once in a great while, because I hate watching myself, um, I'll watch that match and I'll like be like, oh my God, she was taking such good care of me. So yeah, it's definitely like I knew it then, but like having the perspective I do now, because again, like I was saying, like there's a bunch of newer girls on the indies. I'm in a way in that position, even though I'm like four years to me, I'm like, I'm still new. Like I don't consider myself a vet until I'm like doing this 10 years. Um but obviously women, there's not as many women and obviously women want to have families and stuff. So our careers are usually shorter. 
So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. I like think of like four years already. I'm like, it feels like I just started like a couple, like a year ago, if that. So it's, it's weird. <laughs> but yeah, no, she definitely, yeah, I'll go back and I'll watch it and I'll be like, okay. Yeah. So like she, yeah, she was just great. Sorry. I'm just going to keep like, I'm going to pe- keep putting her on. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, besides Sha- uh, Shotzi, was there anybody else that really, like, hey, took you under the wing and was, like, you know, gave you some great advice? And, and what was it, if you don't mind sharing it? Yeah, um, I'm, again, very fortunate in the sense that I'm, I have, I surround myself with a bunch of great people. Um, or I try to, at least. You know, in the Chicago area, there's, Chicago is resting. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, <laughs> So, like, I remember, like, my third or fourth match, too. So, it's enough that, like, Shotzi was my first. Now my third or fourth match was Thunder Rosa. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah. And I was like, she's going to murder me, and she did. Um, But it was awesome. She, like, I don't know. It was just, like, stuff from the match and stuff. But she was just like, don't, you know, don't be scared to, like, you know, be you in there pretty much thing. Cause I was just kind of letting her do her thing. So, and that's kind of, uh, that's something that's like stuck with me and just kind of like nothing like crazy personal, but, um, she just being, it's more so for me, um, wrestlers in general, I guess there's two ways that you could learn in the ring and by somebody like telling you. And I, from that match, I could promise you, like she taught me a lot in the ring. Um, yeah, and I'm just like, she hits hard. <laughs> so you could thank her for anybody who I ever hit hard because it's her fault. Uh, <laughs> so, but her, um, right now, Colt Cabana, uh, I've been fortunate enough to look uh, at Zello um, if he's able to watch my matches or stuff like that. Or if I have questions for him, um, Ricky Marvin, I did a couple of seminars for him, um, stuff like that. And they just, they're just kind of just like I was saying, like just just be you, you know, just do your thing, just be you, you'll be fine. So, like I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> so I guess that's it's personal, um, but that's kind of the the best advice that I guess I feel like anybody can be given is just be yourself. So because it's really easy, especially when you're trying to think like, oh, I gotta come up with a character. Oh, I gotta do this. Oh, but that person's doing that. Well, I gotta do this now, and then like your brain's constantly like nonstop moving about what you're supposed to do, what you're not supposed to do. So it's really easy to kind of just lose yourself, I guess, or like think you have to be one way when you don't have to be. So I, that's always going to be the best advice given to me, I guess, is just when they keep saying to be myself. And I'm just like, cool. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll try. <laughs> Despite the, the nervousness, whatnot, you seem very confident, which I think is a very important element yeah. into being a successful wrestler. Promo class, uh, our good friend Jerry Lynn and, and Mikey Whipwreck have also often talked about when they first were, uh, when Mikey was first in ECW, he was been there with a whole bunch of people. And it was like everybody had to take turns cutting promos with the backdrop and everyone would stand around. And he goes, I literally got up there with the microphone and I thought it was just going to be me, but um, it wasn't. And is promos 
we often joke about it like, oh, I just cut a promo on my friend or whatever. There's a that's a lot harder than you think, especially when you have to think quickly and you have to deliver it the right way. So who was the person that kind of showed you when it came to doing promos or, or was there anybody that you like to use it as inspiration when it comes to cutting a promo? Yeah. So, um, both first I'll start with like me actually doing promos and then I'll say like, who inspires me to do promos? Um, it'll be a shocker. Uh, but right now at freelance, um, and that's where I'm training currently, uh, freelance in Chicago. And Again, we have a great group of trainers. Jesus Bryce, you have Isaiah, Isaiah Velasquez, Kylie Ray, uh, Rob, also known as Ego. Yeah. Um, but um, Rob, I know we more so in his class than I think anybody else's. To my knowledge, I could be completely wrong. Um, in his class, we I remember we did like for the last half of training. He's like, "All right, promos," and everyone's like, "What?" Um, he's like, "Yeah, we're doing it." So everyone he's like all right everyone grab a piece of paper uh write something random on the piece of paper throw it in the middle or throw it in the hat or whatever and then it would be shaken up whatever and we all had to pick um whatever that topic was and then do a promo on it so um <laughs> i got i had to do a promo about freelance uh <laughs> and i did it and I did it, you know, because I'm usually a baby face. So I did a baby face one. And he's like, cool. Now do it as a bad guy. Like you hate freelance. I was like, nobody else had to do two promos. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and then I did it that. So that was, I don't know. It was just, one, again, one of those moments, like before I purposely was like one of those people that I was just like, you know, the Homer Simpson gif where like he goes into the bushes. Yes. Like trying to be like. You next, yeah, hell yeah, you got. So, yeah, exactly. So, and he saw that, and I saw he kept eyeballing me. So I purposely was trying not to make eye contact with him, and he's like, "All right, Missa, let's go." Uh, I was like, "I knew it." Um. So yeah, but the whole time, like, I was just like, "I'm gonna cry." I was like, "I don't know what's good." Like, I was getting all like clammy and stuff like that, and I was just like and I'm like it shouldn't be like that because again I'm in front of my peers people I train with all the time and I'm like sure I'm again like you said I'm one of the more experienced people in there so I'm like in my head I'm like why am I getting so nervous but um yeah so I just it just came from that I'm used to just getting in a ring doing you know wrestling doing my thing whatever and leaving so doing a promo is like fairly new to me um but yeah I was very scared but it was just one of those things where I just like right before I went I played in my head ever but everything that people were telling me like just be you do your thing I was just like let's do it so then I just did it um as far as like inspiration for promos John Cena of course um he I was actually before doing this I was watching some John Cena um thugonomics uh (laughs) I fell in love with him yeah (laughs) I was just like, dude, he was hilarious. I miss heel Cena. Um, like, I mean, Cena's great as it is, regardless. But like, heel Cena had like this whole different edge, and I'm just like, hey, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but, um I make dad jokes. Uh, but yeah, so him definitely. He just, cause he just, I don't know. He just, I try to whoever I have a connection with somehow. That's who I try to pay attention to. So obviously, Chicago, CM Punk. Um, one of the best trash talkers there are him, um, 
The Rock, Stone Cold, but sorry, excuse the cat. Um, I thought it was the roommate. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, it, it honestly, it's it go it mainly it's seen on Punk um, for promos. Is there a favorite wrestling moment? I mean, I, I know you said you love John Cena and Lita, but is there a favorite moment like that? That's the moment that's like that just gives me goosebumps when it replays on the screen or when I watch it back again. Is there one moment? There's too many. Uh, <laughs> my, I'll say this: my first moment. Then, so I always joke around and say that I have two first matches that I've seen. The very, very first one that I saw, and this is where again we're connections, right? Um, John Cena's debut match against Kurt Angle, Ruthless mm-hmm. Aggression, was in Chicago. It was one of those cases I was literally just like flipping through. I was sitting with my grandfather and um, it came on and it was like literally Ruthless Aggression. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like that whole match, I was like, I was just like so freaking into it. Um, the reason why that stopped was because my grandfather was blind. Um, so he couldn't see what I was watching, but he heard. He's like, and he he was from Europe, so he had a thick accent. I can't repeat it, but just, what are you watching? What are you watching? He's like, is that wrestling? No, you're gonna hold, you're gonna die, you're gonna die. And I'm like, at the time, I think I was like good six years old. So I'm like, I don't wanna die yet. Um, so I'm just not gonna watch this for a while. Later on, I found out that he meant like I was gonna get like an ulcer and die. Because, you know, back in the day when you watched Gorgeous George and all that stuff, you were right. like, Betty, no, this is, ah, man, you know? So People got like, worked up. Yeah, exactly. Which I was like, I appreciate you, like, caring for me, but don't tell a six-year-old girl she's going to die. Uh, <laughs> True. Right? But, um, no, there's that one. And then another one that I have every time I watch the Lita and Trish match. Um, the one where she scorpion, uh, lead a scorpion herself. Right. It was just one of those that you could feel like even now, just like, oh, I've seen, like, I'm talking about it. I'm getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> um, like I'll watch it and you just feel like the crowd was just like, you guys got this and their main event. And they were just like, you would tell they're hungry. They're like, no, we're doing this. We're, this is a big deal. We're going to make a count. And like, you just felt all the energy. And I'm just like, damn, I was just like, that's amazing. And it's beautiful. So. Yeah, anytime I watch that, and I'm still getting goosebumps. Like, it's, like, slowly going down my body. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just, like, you just feel the heart. So any any match that you just feel the freaking heart and the blood, the sweat, the tears in, I'm I'm getting emotional about, so, and goosebumps and stuff. So, yeah. Well, you, uh, you said you love being a baby face, and with being a baby face, you get the perk of merchandise. I seen your shirt. Where'd you come up with that design? Because I love it. The Krispy Kreme? Yes. <laughs> so I'm a fatty by heart. Um, I love donuts. I love sweets. So um, my thing was always like on cheat day, I was like, I want Krispy Kreme. I was just always craving it. Um, even now, sometimes like, I, am not going to lie. I was, when I say I was having it every cheat day, every Sunday, I probably had it every Sunday for, I want to say almost two months straight. Um, like a whole, I'd get it like a whole big box of donuts. Um, and I'd make something. Have you ever heard of a Krispy Kreme bacon burger? Holy God. That's wow. Exactly. That's what I would have. 
um, plus donuts. So the most I've ever eaten is two Krispy Kreme bacon burgers and like four or five donuts in one sitting. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's why. So I'm just like obsessed with Krispy Kreme and a lot of people knew it. And I kept um, like fans and stuff would kept bringing it up to me. They're like, so when are you getting a Krispy Kreme shirt? When are you getting merch? When, you, when When's this happening? And I'm just like, okay. Like enough people asked me, I'm like, okay, no, I got to do it now. So I went to uh, Vinny. He's one of the um, graphic designers at Pro Wrestling Tees. Great dude. I recommend him to anybody and everybody. Um, he made it for me. Weirdest thing. It was so funny. And when I sent him it, I had the idea. I was just like, hey, I was like, can you help me with this Krispy Kreme shirt idea? I was like, can we make it like, you know, like, can we make it work or something like that? And he's like something like this. And he like, sent it to me and it was like exactly what I pictured in my head I was like we're done wow. I was like, cool wow. um yeah so and it's it, and I remember when I posted that um because you know you get notified people like purchasing it and I was just like oh my god I was like I'm surprised I was like you guys weren't bullshitting me I was like you guys actually wanted the shirt <laughs> um so and then it's cool like watching people like wear it and stuff and take pictures of themselves wearing it and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Krispy Kreme sponsor me. <laughs> I'm like, I'll help you. I promise. I, I, it's mainly, I just want to be sponsored so I can get free donuts. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm like, I'll do whatever you guys want me to do. I was like, as long as there's free donuts involved, we're good. So what I, you kind of mentioned it just now, but what is that like the first time you see somebody wearing your merchandise and you just, you, you turn your head and you're like, wait a minute. It's it has to be a great feeling of accomplishment to know that somebody respects what you do so much they are willing to not only come out and support you and buy tickets but buy clothing that has your um, logo and all that kind of stuff on. That's got to be pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like I don't I remember the first so before I had like, like a pro wrestling tea store or whatever, I was making all my own shirts. So I'd like print out, I'd go to Michael's, get like the printing paper, cut it out, do it all myself. And I would sell it at shows that alone, people buying that. I was like, Oh, that's cool. I was like, they actually give a shit. And they're actually like, like, that was weird because I, they'd buy it. And then I'd see them at other shows wearing the shirt that they bought from me. And me being me, I was like, Oh, what? like me really why I'm like but still I'm like that's amazing I'm like thank you I'm like you spent money on me I was like cool uh <laughs> I don't know why but I appreciate you um but yeah so it's just it's definitely surreal and then now when it went from that like you know selling in person to now it's online to me it's like a whole different thing because you yes. know people are more apt to like buy t-shirts from you in person right at the show now I'm like, it's online. We're not meeting in person. You're going out of your way to go yep. online and purchase this. And now to find I'm, you. Yep. So I'm like, this isn't like amazing. I'm like, it's still, I don't know if I'm ever going to get used to it, to be honest. There was a, um, uh, another cool thing is like, it's, it's one thing when fans get your shirts. It's another thing when like people you train with get your shirts. And I, when that happens, I'm like, but you know me. <laughs> personally so i don't know it's just all around it's just cool um but i don't know I, i'm not gonna get used to it. if i'd be surprised if i get used to it does your mom have a shirt oh yeah 
right away. She, she was, she was going out of her way. She wasn't even asking me and trying to make sure. I was like, I didn't approve that. <laughs> um, she like, she's like, here, I ordered you a bunch of shirts. And I, it was like um, a picture that I took at Kaiju where I'm standing against the wall. It's like all written and stuff. And I have like, it's a Chicago flag. The shirt that I made, um, it's a Chicago flag, but in checkers. Cause that was my gimmick when I started. Um, I was just like, I'm just a checkered chick. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so she put that on a bunch of shirts and a bunch of people bought that. And I was like, interesting uh, i was like well at least she wasn't wrong um but yeah it was just i don't know it was funny but yeah she got she has some stuff um she's like yeah your mom i have to support you obviously i was like oh and then she's like but let me know when you're done i was like you're so close every time <laughs> but yeah. hey when you're at, when you're headlining wrestlemania and she's asking you for tickets at that point in time you can officially say stop asking mom no, she, no, she'll still ask. She'll, I know she would. She will ask every time until she can't. No, I would say even if she can't talk, she'll freaking write it down and be like, are you done yet? So you like, yeah, exactly. No, she, she would ask it. She would ask for tickets. Don't get me wrong. She'd be like, Hey, and don't forget uncle, this person, aunt, that person, don't forget cousin, you know? And then after that, she'd be like, so are we done now? I'd be like, we're at WrestleMania. What do you mean? I just, <laughs> So, dreams, right? But um, yeah, no, she, I don't know, she's always gonna ask. It's it's funny because you know you mentioned the places you like to wrestle at are uh, the Berwyn's Eagles Club, which I think is very interesting, and uh, the Logan Auditorium, which happen to be two places that very good friends of ours at AAW. Um, have you got a chance to work with AAW? No, not yet. Would but, it be something that would interest you? Yes, hopefully in the future. So I don't know, but we will find out in the future. I'm trying. We'll we'll find we'll see. But um well, I'll say I happen to know somebody that knows somebody that could put a word in for you. Oh yeah? Um <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um sure. I appreciate it. Um, it's just uh, I like any I'm such a nerd that like for the longest time I was just like in Chicago, right? Like and people were like, Oh, you don't leave the city, you don't leave the Midwest. I'm like, Yeah, because I'm like it's home. But besides that, like school and all this stuff, so I'm like, I felt like I couldn't branch out. And I felt like I wasn't ready to branch out yet. Now I'm like, okay. Now I'm like, it's year four. I'm like, get your ass out there, start going, meeting new people, um, work new places, all that stuff. But nothing's ever gonna replace like how you said, like. Berwyn's Eagle, Berwyn Eagles Club. Um, it's one of the first venues I've ever wrestled in, and like many people, and um, I'm not sure how many people know this, but in the back of Berwyn Eagles Club, there's like a whole board of like people that got signed or whatnot, indie darlings, all that fun stuff. Um, it, they're eight by tens that they signed and they put up on the wall. It's mainly from like Rise and Shimmer, and I'm like, dreams, goals, one day, get me up on that wall. But um. It's just cool to look at every time you go or every time you're about to go out there in that ring. Cause it's always like right there. So it's, it's like a little thing of inspiration, but um, there means a lot. And then Logan square just with freelance is just, it's intense. Like the, when we did she Lance, like it was like, I'm, I'm there's a match that's giving me goosebumps now. Um, 
it was just you felt the energy and I don't think because of how Logan Square is and how freelance is um again I've never been at you know I've never wrestled on the AEW show so I'm not too sure about how their shows are I don't see I can't see them being any different um but yeah it's just I don't know it's just like oh you're we're wrestling in Logan Square like I remember um a couple girls I don't want to say who they are just in case they don't want me saying their names but uh, a couple girls came down from Texas and they're like oh my god we're wrestling in Chicago like and it's it's so surreal because again you neglect it because I live here right? right like I know Chicago is like the best wrestling city in the world like I know this but I'm living it every day so I don't think about it so it's really neat when somebody from an outside perspective or from a different state comes there and they're just like just happy to be in Chicago I'm just like damn I was like I'm yeah I'm like I'm here all the time this is cool I'm like I'm doing what these girls are like oh my god I was like it's it's insane so it's always like a good reminder and like a good like kick in the ass to be like humble and be like hey remember remember what you're doing here remember you know so yeah it I don't know they're cool <laughs> with uh whoop oh, go ahead bad. No, you're just, you know, hearing you talk about that, you know, there's, there's a lot of passion in your voice. And, yeah. you know, you're passionate I can tell, <laughs> uh, about pro wrestling. So I'm kind of wondering, besides pro wrestling, what, what, do you, what do you like to do, you know, on your free time? So, and that's one thing, um, you know, quarantine, obviously COVID, all that stuff's been like horrible. It's, I, it's, there's, but there's still been some pros to it. There's, I try to always make out the pros and the cons, right? And one thing that quarantine taught me is like, okay, you can't make wrestling your everything because now you're just here and you're pretty much neglecting all these other like parts of you that like also help you get out creativity and all that stuff. Because once I started wrestling, I was like, cool, all my creativity, everything's just going right here. And it was getting to a point where I was just like, I wasn't feeling creatively fulfilled all the time and it was getting me frustrated and I didn't know why. So obviously over quarantine, there was no wrestling. So I went back to like, um, I used to like draw, write, like stuff like that. Um, I'm not like good. I don't consider myself good at it. I just like doing it. It's very therapeutic. So stuff like that. Um, like I said, I used to do like hip hop. So like I used to sometimes like make my own <laughs> routines, like my shitty little white girl routines in the basement. <laughs> during quarantine um i'm just like acting like i know how to do hip-hop but i really don't um and uh but still, it was like i i got to a point where i'm like i can't care about like thinking about stuff like that i'm like if this makes me happy i have to do it so yeah little stuff like that i try to um one a main thing that i try to force myself to do which i've not been doing i'm very mad at myself uh, try to get to a park for a minimum of 30 minutes a week uh, consistently. I love being around nature. Um, Galena, Illinois, I don't know if either of you have ever been there, I've ever heard of it, but it's like uh, one of the oldest towns in Illinois. Um, it's actually where the first railroad ever made in the States, like ended. Um, so it's very cool. Um, like I said, nerd. Um, but yeah, so they're just like a small town and it's just a lot of green it's not a city it's like one of those cute little like I don't, it's just like a cute little town that like everyone knows everybody knows your name um 
and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I just really, my main thing is like, I like getting out to nature and being outside and like, enjoying life, like getting away from my phone. Cause again, um, you're an independent contractor. So you're constantly like on your phone. If it's not a podcast, it's like, you're talking to companies or like, you're talking to um, like fans or like, you're talking to, you know, I have like a Patreon. So I got to keep up with that and like social media. And it's just like, it's like a million jobs at once on your phone. I'm like, I swear I need two phones, like a personal one and like a work one. Um, so it's like really easy to get like wrapped up in it. So I have to like, force myself to try to go to the park or something like that and just like even if I'm like just sitting walking around sitting writing stuff like that it just it like brings me back down and it makes me less stressed out so it's funny you mentioned that because I I paint um and so do you have any of your samples or anything you've drawn or anything nearby or I don't I keep those locked away for nobody to see <laughs> um but no, I, I, I like doing like cartoon stuff. I can't do real life stuff. Okay. Cartoon stuff, I, oh, ah, ah, man, I don't have a bind me though. I draw out all my own gear. Well, so, th that's what I was just about to say when it comes to, you know, you design your own shirt, you came up with that concept. How did you come up with the concept of what your gear was going to be when you go ahead and, and go out to the ring? Was there anything you had in your mind? I know originally you talked about, you know, the checkered chick, and then obviously it, it kind of turned into the Krispy Kreme thing. How do you creatively decide, okay, this is what we're going with. And this is what we're going to, this is the image that we're trying to create. How do you come to that process? So when I first started, I was just like, I wanted to wrestle in vans. So that's where the checkers came into play. So I was like, I'll just be the checker chick. I'm like the vans girl, whatever. Um, so everything that I had was kind of like related around the checkers. Um, and then a lot of other people picked up on it and I was like, just screw my gimmick. Uh, <laughs> um, so I came up with my um, other, well, I had a red gear and a blue gear that I made it was mainly checker too that I designed. I was just trying to come up with different ways to show it. Um, and then after that kind of fading out of the checkered, but I still used it was my green and purple gear. Um, I love Joker. Big Ooh, fan of the Joker. Okay. Yeah, green's my favorite color. So I was like, I need to always have some kind of Joker gear. And I'm like, I'm always going to have some kind of green gear. That's always going to be a thing. Cause I'm like, that's my color. Um, so I just kind of like, and I, it's one of those things too, again, where you're trying to be different, right? So you kind of look at the landscape and you look at who's wearing what. Um, and one thing, a lot of girl in, in, in the locker rooms is what a lot of people talk about is a lot of girls just like they wear shorts. I'm like, cool. Well, I'm not doing that since a lot of girls are doing that. I'm going to try to be different. Um, and that's where I came up with my, like, it's like slits on the side. So that way it's kind of like, oh, like there's still a girl under here, but <laughs> she's more covered. Um, but yeah, so I just like, and then the newspaper gear was just kind of like, I saw the newspaper, um, fabric. I was just like, I wonder what I can do with this. And I just sat down and I just started going at it. So 90% of it, to answer your question, long story short, again, scatterbrain, um, 90% of the time gear gets made because I'll be looking at different fabrics and I'm like, I like that. I'm going to figure out something to do with that. I like it. I like it creativity is is we've noticed is a big thing amongst a lot of wrestlers is that they already have this desire for a creative outlet 
and like Jerry Lawler obviously is great with art and CM Punk, it does a lot of different things with graphic novels and, you know, a lot of people are writers. And so it's interesting to see the different outlets in addition to wrestling that people end up using. Um, question I did want to ask you is this. So when you first decide to start wrestling, wrestling obviously is very niche. I mean, not, not everybody is, is into that. And in some cases you almost feel like people say, Oh, you're still into that. Or you haven't grown out of that. Was that a situation where your friends or other people around you were kind of like iffy, but then started the, the tide started to turn once they saw how dedicated you were and how well you were doing with it? Did you ever run into a situation like that? So not when I was wrestling, but when I was younger, I definitely got I got borderline bullied for it, I guess you could say. Um, I remember sitting down and telling not my mom's side of the family, mother's side of the family, um, being like, yeah, like I was like eight, nine years old. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be a wrestler. And I'm like all excited. I got a big juicy smile on my face. I was like, yeah, I want to wrestle. And every single person in that room, mind you, it was like Thanksgiving or Christmas party, right? Just started laughing. They're like, yeah, okay. And I was just like, wow. I was like, I'll just go screw myself. I like literally, I think I ran into the bathroom. I'm like, I, I don't know if I cried or not, but I'm pretty sure I came close. Um, and then on top of that, like at school, like I would get like, you know, made fun of and stuff. Cause um, I developed early and I, like I had puberty earlier. So I was like bigger than all the other girls. And like, I'm just, you know, muscular by my genetics. So right. like I was always getting made fun of because of that or stuff like that. So oh, you're the wrestling chick, you're, you're this, you're that, all this other stuff. So it just got to a point where I was just like, you know, and everyone's like, wrestling's stupid, it's fake, it's this. So it just got to the point where I was just like, you know what? I was like, I'm done, like, telling everybody that I like wrestling. I don't, you know, all that stuff. Because I was just like, I don't want to deal with the headache. So for a long time, like, I acted like I didn't like wrestling to a lot of people. The only people that knew was, like, my immediate family. So, like, my mom, stepdad, stepsister, all that stuff, grandma, stuff like that um and then it's just one of those things they always say you got the itch right it just it never went away yeah exactly so i was just like no i had to do it so then that's what i did um and then that's when i joined wrestling and again i was terrified when i started wrestling that it was gonna be the same thing again because i was just like given i was older so i was in a different headspace i was just like i don't fucking care what you say i'm doing this <laughs> um but it was just like i didn't want to deal with the headache so I was preparing for it. And when I was telling people, um, I remember telling my stepsister, my best friend, and even to this day, they're just like, they were like, at the time, they're like, really? Like, are you sure? Really? Like you're doing it. And then they would come to see me. And then it, it always happens after they come to see me. Like you could always tell there's like, not nothing like towards them. It's like anything, right? You have a friend that tells you something that they're going to go do something that you're not familiar with. You're kind of like, you sure you want to do that? Um, just out of care for you. But once they saw me and they saw me wrestle and stuff like that, and they know how passionate I am about it and how much I put into it, they're like, you're doing it. I'm like, they're like, this is awesome. Like, and now they're like sending my clips to like their friends and stuff. And oh, this is my wrestler friend and stuff like that. I'm like the freaking hoot at the freaking parties now, like family parties or like 
um, if we're at like a bar, like me and my friend are at a bar or something, like we're hanging out with her friend, like something like that. They're always like, oh, so you're the wrestling fan friend. Oh, can you put me in a headlock? How do you do this? And it always goes to like, do a wrestling move on me. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, as long as you don't sue me for it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a complete 180 to what it was when I was younger. And I'm so grateful for that, that I have a great support system. Um, kind of like what I was saying earlier, like my, both my stepsister and my best friend all the time, they're just like, dude, you're doing it. Like we remember my best friend I've known since kindergarten, my stepsister I've had since, um, she's been in my life since I was like eight years old. So they knew I was always all about that. Uh, always about wrestling. And they're just like, dude, you're, you're doing it. You said that you were going to do it and you did it. You loved it and you went after it. And a lot of people don't do that. So sorry, there's cat here. Uh, <laughs> they're like so that alone they're like you're you're living your dream and a lot of people don't you know pull that trigger so it's it's again it's very rewarding when they say stuff like that and like you know they're proud of me all that fun stuff um just like whatever uh but yeah it's just yeah it's crazy kids are mean Well, I mean, look, no matter what happens and I think your career in my opinion is going to go far for the simple fact that you like Ritz said are very focused, you're very driven. It's something that you want. It's something that has not gone away. It's not a fad. It's something that you're dedicated to doing. I think you're going to go very very far and I think your story is inspiring. I hope people who watch this either live right now or who watch it on demand afterwards can take something away from this and say, you know what? I really feel the same way that she felt. And you know what? I am going to go ahead and do my thing and whatever happens happens, but I'm not going to look back on my life and say, I wish I would have done it. And then I didn't do it or I didn't do it because somebody told me that I shouldn't do it. Um, And that's what usually stops a lot of people. They usually get influenced by somebody else who says, you really sure you want to do that? Then they second guess themselves. But you're really confident, and I think that is the most important asset that anybody can have is that they believe in themselves. And with that, we have a very, very important question to ask you, a question that uh, you may have never been asked before. So with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to the Rit. Rit, the floor is yours. Ask her the question. Okay, here we go. Hot tub time machine. You can go back in wrestling history at any point, any match, take somebody out, and insert yourself in the match. What match is it and why? And why do I feel like this is such an SAT question? Because the way you – you 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 just pro, – you proctored that question. What was it and why? Your number two pencil, and you may start now. Uh, no, I get what you're – it was a long question, but I gotcha. Um, it's hard, man. There's too many. I see, I go back and I'm like, I wouldn't want to replace anybody in a match because the matches that I would want to replace them are the reasons why I'm a wrestler today, if that makes sense. It does. So I'm like, I feel like it would change. Like, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It wouldn't be the same. Like, I wouldn't want to, I don't want to touch that match. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I can't bring myself to do it. Um, 
against Undertaker. <laughs> I, I retired him instead of Brock Lesnar. Uh, um, shit. I mean, I will go with this. I definitely, back in the day, I'm a big Medusa fan. Um, and if I could go back to her time, like either myself now or myself more experienced down the road um, and have a match with her, that would be my dream match because I feel like she's someone that I could definitely learn a lot from and she's definitely an inspiration to me. I, I went down, I tweeted and she like put hearts on it. I was like, oh my God. Um, she like, uh, I was like, I just fell down like the rabbit hole of Medusa and um, I can never say her name right. Um, Alundra Blaze? Oh, yeah, Bull Nakano. Nakano. I always say, I don't know what I say, but it's never that. Um, Why is it that we that, all know what this means whenever we say Alundra Blaze? We all know what that means. It's the right? Bull Nakano. Uh-huh. No, and same thing, Bull Nakano. She's freaking awesome, dude. I was just like, watching their stuff, I was like, they were doing this back then? Like, they were putting it to it. Like, they were putting on a show. Um so yeah, if I could wrestle on Alondra Blaze and her, yeah, Alondra Blaze, not but I know everyone knows there's Medusa now, but um, Alondra Blaze and her prime definitely would do that. I definitely wouldn't beat her, but I don't care. Like I just want to have a match with her. Where can people find you? Where can they buy your merchandise? Where can they contact you? Where can people reach out to you if they would like to book you? Right now is your time. Go ahead and give everybody the details of you. No pressure. Um, all right, let's see if I remember this. Um, so <laughs> um, social media, uh, both Twitter and Instagram are missakate 11 spelled M-I-S-S-A-K-A-T-E, the number 11. Um, I have a Facebook that um, my personal page is just for me and my family. So please don't try to add me as a friend. I appreciate it, but it's immediate. Um, not saying you guys, you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I have a Facebook page, Mythicate, as well. I have a Patreon. Uh, people are always looking uh, for ways to support. You can go to my Patreon. It's Mythicate. Um, there's uh, Chicago, right? There's four-star tiers. Uh, there's a one-star, two-star, three-star, and a four-star. And you could go look in there and just kind of like see what you get with each uh, tier. Um, and then what else do I have? I have Pro Wrestling Tea Store, see? Uh, Pro Wrestling Tea Store, um, which should just be under Miss Kate. That's where you can find your Krispy Kreme shirt and eat your Krispy Kremes on cheat day. Um, you can also find me on YouTube. I have vlogs um, that nice. I am horrible at doing, mainly because my system right now is aggravating me. And I've been trying to upload the Mania weekend, um, not upload, but been trying to edit my Mania weekend when I was down there and it's being a pain in my ass so i'm working on it um but yeah stuff like that i try to post matches um a lot of companies don't record their matches unfortunately or it's hard to get to them so i try to put them on there when i get them um did i forget anything you guys are usually better at your stuff than I no i think you you mentioned facebook and twitter and instagram and pro wrestling tees and youtube um and any upcoming shows yes we're oh. Thank you. See, I was like, I know I'm forgetting something. You can see me at Zello. Ha ha ha. Cheap plug. Oh, wait, this way. Okay. Oh, wait, that way. Um, you can see me at Zello August 1st. Um, we are going to be in Milwaukee. 
I am going against Blair Onyx, who, mind you, um, I would have won the previous match in Zello. The winner was Hyan, so because of that, she got a title shot. Would have been me if Blair Onyx didn't like roll out of the ring. So we got some beef that we got to settle. So I would definitely tune in on that. If you can't be there in person, there will be a streaming service. I am not sure which streaming service there is yet. It's possible that it's like a YouTube or a fight. No, it's Fight TV. It's Fight TV. That's what it was. Um, but yeah, definitely look at it on there. You're not going to want to miss it. Oh, I believe it because uh, High End <laughs> just had a I Quit match with Sky Blue um, at United We Stand, an AAW event, which was amazing. Um, women's wrestling is tremendous right now. It is really taking to the next level, and we're so excited to see that the women are getting just as much notoriety and respect as the guys are because at the end of the day, the women can put on kick-ass matches, and I'm glad we are past the the bra and panties matches and all that, that stuff that was just very, I don't know. I feel like it was a black spot when it comes to wrestling. It wasn't treating people as they should be. And now we're seeing uh, wrestlers being able to do what they do at a very high level. And a lot of times it's the women's matches that do steal the show. Is there any chance we could twist your arm to come on back again and, and catch up with us and let us know what's new with you? Yeah, ah, ah, there it is. <laughs> Love it. Miss Kate, it has been so much fun. What? 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 I'm, go- I'm taking it to the close. What? No, 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 no. I, I, I just had an idea. Now, so you have a real good love for Krispy Kremes, right? Ooh, oh, ooh, I love this idea. I love this idea. You know do what? You have, do you have a really love for the Krispy Kreme? Okay, hey, listen, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you from a genetic perspective. Uh, got the short end of the stick, but you know what? That's that's not here nor there. If you saw my parents, you'd probably say, ugh. But anyway, long story short, I got a really bad metabolism. However, I do have a huge uh, sweet tooth as well. My sweet okay. tooth. Am I supposed to continue or no? She's, re- <laughs> she's captivated at this point. She's interested. We're cutting you off, Freeland. Wait, what's your sweet tooth for? I kind of want to know. I, I would have loved to share, but I can't. Go, because go, go ahead. You guys I'm... both say your favorite. No, you guys both have to say it. At the same time? Sure. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. Oreos. Oh, nice. He didn't say his. I don't know why he didn't say his, but however, let oh, me ask well. you a question. No, 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 hold on. Hold on, Curly. Hold on. No, no more of this. I got an idea stuff. Yeah, have some water. All right, here's the deal, Missa. So Krispy Kremes is your vice, correct? Okay, so hypothetically speaking, on a cheat day, not the burgers, but the Krispy Kreme donuts, how many do you think you could put away? The most I've ever eaten? I think it had to be in the double digits. Well, I'm glad because you're a competitor in many genres. Would you oh, ever yeah. want to have an eating contest with yes. Krispy Kremes? Yes, 100%. We're Don't even it. go. Yes. We're booking it. Yes. We're oh, my it. God. That should be my matches from now on. That would be awesome. You just gave me an idea. Sorry, I got excited. Hey, everything happens for a reason. Six degrees. 
We're here in this yep. conversation. Cool. This is meant to be. We have Thank been you. trying to get an Oreo cookie eating contest. I'm down for that you, too. <laughs> but you, but, but you, no, no, he, he's been training for that. Dude, I'll do both at the same time. I'll take both of you on. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay, so he, so here, I want to share this with you. So I was talking to Tommy like, Dreamer. I was talking to Tommy Dreamer, and he another promotion had him do a Oreo contest because he's big into Oreos. And so he told me he ate 40 Oreos in five minutes. And this was, this was no joke. This wasn't me trying to eat fast. I was watching Netflix. This is telling you how much of a chunk I am. I ate 25 in two and a half minutes, and I was just da, 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 da. I wasn't even like hustling. So we tried to get a hold of somebody who would be willing to do an eating contest, either Oreos or donuts. You are the quintessential queen. You are the Charlotte Flair of um of Krispy Kremes. So I'll I'll take on Tommy. <laughs> I'll I'll get Tommy. I'll I'll say, you know what? Who is the other person we tried to get? It was was it Trish Parker? Uh, yeah, yeah, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace. So she's big on um, them as well. So I have not been able to find a formidable opponent that's willing to step in to the confines of a donut box. But Misa Kate. Um, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I, I, I want you to do this for us right now before we leave. I want you to cut a promo on me. Telling me how you would eat out me in an eating contest with uh, Krispy Kremes, but you have to do it as a heel. You have wow. to get mean. You got to be mean. Get mean. No smiling. No happy. No nothing. Oh, I always smile. Um, okay, come on, I got this. We're gonna give her a second to, to get composed. Do it. I can't even you can't do it. it. Oh. No, I got it. I got it. Ready? All right, Mike. Yes. You think you're cool eating like 25 Oreos in like a few minutes? Cool. Tommy Dreamer blew you away in five minutes, all right? I'm going to train for this. I'm going to make sure I eat 50 Oreos in one minute. What are you going to do? You're not going to do anything close to that. So I'll see you at this Oreo eating competition. Hopefully, Tommy will be there too. And we're going to get extreme. And I'm eating all the Oreos. Damn. Damn. <laughs> you, you, you just, you, here it is. Here, here. And boom, there it is. That's awesome. We are going to set this thing up. We are going to get this live streaming. And I can't tell you how much fun this was. You are awesome to talk to. We are so happy that you carved out some time for us. Um, love to have you back. Keep you posted. I will, uh, I'll put the, uh, how did they say that? I'll put the birdie in somebody's ear. Or I'll put the, how do they say that? The phrase you, you mentioned something to somebody. I'll put the oh. something in somebody's ear. The bug. Yeah, the bug. The bug. That sounds terrible. <laughs> that sounds like you should go to urgent care. The bug into someone's ear about you, my friend. Because... I was like, why would you put a pug in somebody's ear? That's just me. Hey, hey, if, if, if they have a big ear, you never know. That's true. Cool. Yeah. Well, FRM fans, we're gonna start the, the bidding. At five to one odds, Freeland loses. Oh, great! Thank you. I, you know what? I appreciate that you value this friendship, uh, Rit. You're already saying I'm, I'm done. I'm toast. But Kate, I'm telling you right now, you better be ready. You better drink your milk. You better be ready. I'm telling you. If not, 
I'm going to leave you in a pile of Oreo crust crumbs. That's right. All right. This has been awesome. Have a wonderful rest of your night, guys. Please follow her on all social media platforms. Please make sure you follow her and find out her upcoming dates. That August 1st looks like that's going to be a banger of a match, as they say in the Northeast. Misa Kate, thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. This was great. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. See ya. All right. Wow. Here we go. This is awesome. I you. I you did get me. You did get me. But here's what I love. Here's what I love. I'll tell you this. I have found a common thread amongst pro wrestlers is that all of them, it's this is what I'm going to do. There's no plan B. There's no plan C. This is what I'm doing. Like I, I don't have that. I never, never had that confidence in myself to be able to say, by hell or high water, this is what I'm going to do. And I don't know. You often use the phrase live vicariously through people. You kind of do. Like, I did come from a background where I wanted to do certain things, but like my parents were always the type of people who were like, well, is that practical? Is that is that what you should do? And to know that somebody had enough confidence in their, themselves to go against the grain to say, hey, mom and dad, you know, I get it. You don't necessarily want me to do this, but I'm going to do this. And I feel confident in myself. And she did it. And it's four years later. And I don't know. There's something about that that's super cool to me. And that's why I love conversations like this. That's what makes Future Stars now so much fun. I love how, you know, we build the relationship early on in the career. Support them. So that way, you know, they can expand their career, expand their horizons. You know, work with other promotions. Whoop you in an Oreo eating contest. You know, this is going to be probably the biggest thing to hit FRM Pod since the Great Garlic Powder Challenge. No, the great. Okay, the Garlic Powder Challenge. I can't even talk. I'm so bothered by that because the Garlic Powder Challenge. Can you tell I'm like starting to slur my words here? I don't even drink. Um. It was it was a sham. It was a miscarriage of justice. It was just wrong on every level. But you know what? Oreos are my wheelhouse. I am the misicade of Oreos. If that, if okay, I have confidence in myself in that arena. I would take Tommy Dreamer. I would I would show him what extreme milk drinking is. You know what I mean? I would eat him, and I'd take a Singapore cane to the face, and I'd say. One more, please. Freeland, I hate to tell you this. She's going to hit you harder than Thunder Rosa. And I heard she hits hard. And, 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 you know, my complexion doesn't look good if I get smacked. So I don't think I need that. You know what I mean? I don't want to get hit. I, I don't think I would handle getting hit very well. You know what I'm saying? We're going to find out. We will find out. We will find out. But all, by all means, guys, follow her on all forms of social media. We're going to post the, the links as well to not only my page, but to the Front Row Material Twitter page, um, Pro Wrestling Tees as well. Get that really cool Krispy Kreme shirt because it's not only wrestling, but it's really cool because it involves Krispy Kreme as well. So it's like it's got that double element of interest to it. I like that. That's very cool. And she's already had matches with Shotzi Blackheart and Thunder Rose. I mean, seriously. People would would kill to have that kind of experience. And she already has that. She's 
as they say, off to the races. So, anything else left for you? I got nothing. I want to thank everybody who's come into the room and joined us. Uh, if I can read these correct, because I'm terrible with names. Uh, let's see here. Damian Elliott13, thank you so much. Travis Boham, thank you so very much. Uh, Little Psychopath, thank you very much. And for everybody else who's been in the room. And please let your friends and family and any wrestling fan that you know, this is going to be on demand on our Twitch page. It'll be there. We are then going to take the episode, put it on our YouTube page, share this with your wrestling fans. Um, promoters can see this as well, and I'm definitely going to be making some text messages to show the love to support the world of wrestling in the best way that we can. That's all I got. Well, I guess we're going to see you guys Tuesday night, 8 p.m. for another episode. Of you got it. Five. Who do we got coming up on Tuesday night? We got the owners... Anthony McKeegan from PPW. PPW is going to be on the program. I like that. You look tired. No. <laughs> are you Are you good? I'm good. Good. But, uh, well, that is Mike Freeland. I am the Rip. That's him. See you guys Tuesday night. We'll Take be care. here. Are you going to hit the button? I can't. Oh, crap. I got to hit the button? Sorry, folks. I thought you were going to hit the button. I can't. Why? I got, well, I'm on my iPad. Fine, I gotta hit the button. I'm gonna hit the button right now. Ready? One, two, three. See you Tuesday. The world of NLW Radio never stops.